This week's episode of the Quintueras podcast is sponsored by Barcelo Rum. Today, Barcelo Rum is the Dominican Republic's number one exported rum brand and the number one exported dark rum brand in the world. It's sold in over 70 countries where it's recognized as the leading premium rum from the Dominican Republic. That said, it's no surprise. Barcelo actually sent your boy a couple of bottles the other day. And let me tell you, I pulled out my fancy glass, a big old thicky thick ice cube, and poured some Barcelo in that joint. That drink was smooth, delicious. I highly recommend it, y'all. And it's so funny because when the situation happened at, at my company now at LinkedIn and my manager and I went through that situation where like someone was trying to take away our project, essentially, the funniest part was that my manager was like, man, she did that to the wrong person because now you're going to be talking about it on like a podcast <laughs> or a live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. here I am. <laughs> Yo, um, you want to know the crazy thing? When I had an exit interview like because of the plot you know and this is this is the thing that i want people to realize too and like it, it talks about that that dope shit, right it's like when you share your stories people are going to see you they're going to find you and your platform is going to grow to the point where literally people are scared to fuck with you mm -hmm. because if they fuck with you we're going to talk about it on unfiltered you know what i mean oh, yeah we're going to talk about it on our platforms that we build that people can't control right so yo mm -hmm. literally literally during my exit interview because the the virality of some of my posts i was told to yo can like i yo i've seen your posts this and that yo like can you take it easy on us like on social dimelo mi gente welcome to another episode of the quien Duetas podcast brought to you by plural if you're new to the show welcome the mission of this show is to redefine professionalism and we do that by exploring the conflict between professionalism and authenticity with a new guest every week. Many people have been requesting for me to share more of my own story and experience as a former tech executive, but also as an entrepreneur. So my friend Odalis, who has her own podcast called Hella Latina, go check it out. It's a dope show. And myself actually launched a new LinkedIn live series. So every month, her and I are going to go live on LinkedIn and record a series that we're calling Unfiltered. What you're going to hear in this episode is the, is the conversation her and I had on the LinkedIn live series. If you want to tune into the next series, be sure to follow me on LinkedIn. There's a link in the show notes so that you can learn more so that you can stay up to date with the latest and greatest of events. So that you can stay up to date with the latest updates on events. Now, with that said, this is a dope conversation and you'll quickly realize that it's not called unfiltered for no reason. We definitely get into a lot of different things. All right, let's get into the conversation. Hey everyone, how y'all doing? We here, unfiltered <laughs> with Odalis and Pavel. And really, um, should we introduce ourselves? I'm like, people know who we are. Let's do it. Yeah, um, start off. Let's do a little short intro. So, hey, everyone. I'm Oladis Jasmine. Um, and I am the podcast host for Hello Latina or Hello Latino. I've heard it both ways. Um, and I'm all about representing first-generation voices and Latino voices in our community. And that's a little bit about me. And fun fact, Pavel was actually on my podcast, one of the OGs. Um, so... 
listen to his episode. <laughs> I was on the podcast. It was really dope. You know, what's crazy is like, I told that story before, but it was one of the first times being on your podcast where I was like, oh shit, like I have a story. Like before going yeah. on your podcast, I was like, who's, who's going to care about my experience? Which is funny too, because like when I started my podcast, and I'm talking, I'm talking already, I haven't even introduced myself. But <laughs> when I started my podcast, I was like, yo, the last thing I want to do is share my experience because I was like, no yeah. one's going to care. No one's going to find this relatable. So I intentionally shared other people's experiences. And mm -hmm. it's actually a common theme with you, right? Like all of your episodes, mm -hmm. for the most part, besides the first one, is literally you sharing everyone else's experience. So, like, I was really excited to do this because this is one of those unique opportunities where. And I hate just talking to a mic. Like, I can actually talk to you and the community. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. I Were you intentional you. about that, too, like, when you launched? Oh, yeah. I mean, I launched the first episode. And you got to introduce yourself, too. So. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Um, <laughs> but just to, just to answer your question, yes. Like, I was super intentional. And it's so funny you say that about your story. Because I remember, um, and this is a big shout out to my last manager, but she was like the first person to ask me, like, what's your story? And I was like, oh, well, let me tell you, I like went to school. I was a straight A, B student. Like I got a four, we know, like bragging about what I did. And she was like, no, but like, who are you? And I was like, well, y'all don't want to know all that. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I think she was the first one that really kind of saw me and encouraged me to just tell my story. Um, and so that first episode was 15 minutes of me being hella unfiltered and raw about who I am and my story and why I'm creating the platform. But to be honest, like that was the most vulnerable thing I've ever done. And to this day, I'm like, I can't believe hella people listen to that first episode like it's crazy right like you sometimes think yeah. your story is like almost unworthy or it's like oh people like you said are not really going to care very much but then there's people who resonate and I mean that really set the tone for all the episodes to come and you're not the first person who's told me that that you like felt like oh I have a story to tell it's like yes yes you do so yeah. introduce yourself Pavel <laughs> yeah no no it's, it's really powerful and you know speaking of stories like you know I'm Pavel Martinez. Um, it's funny because I'm a former tech executive and I do the quotes because I'm because uh, I mean, it's true. I am a former tech executive, but like I feel weird even saying that now I'm a full time business owner, um, the owner of Plural and part of Plural is the Game Twitter's podcast. So the mission for Plural, which is my company, is to redefine professionalism because I spent years in tech, never seeing people that look like me and the people that did look like me. They was faking it as much as I was. So I want to show people that like, yo, you don't have to fake it. You don't have to assimilate. You can be yourself and still be successful. So, you know, um, that's what it's about. Like, I want to I want to create the representation that I wish I had when I was younger. But it's interesting, too, because mm -hmm. like that's a recent change for me. It's just like a whole identity change is like literally let going of letting go of that, like the clout that comes with being in tech. Right. Mm -hmm. And then like going on my journey, we can talk about that. But I think it's interesting for you is like you're on your own journey. Like you just joined tech. Like, what is that like? Yeah. Well, we we need to talk about these recent changes. And, and yeah. for all y'all listening, we're almost catching up on this call too. like, OK, so there's been a lot of changes since we last spoke um, on each other's podcast, which is like a year ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear your journey about like from being a tech, like from Facebook, he wasn't working for just no tech companies. He was working yeah. for Facebook, for TikTok. I mean, he been out there and I just got into tech. So we kind of like have very opposite stories, if you will. Um, but I mean, for me, being a Latina in tech and there's some people um, on 
I think that I work with on here that I'm seeing. Um, Is that weird? No, that's not weird. Hey, Colin, (laughs) I see you. Um, (laughs) But no, I think being a Latina in tech now, it's so different. Like, I don't, I feel like I've interviewed so many people that work in tech like you. And the common thing that I hear is like, you have to be somebody else. You have to act a little more uh, professional. Oh, I see you, Noel. Um, but hey, I, <laughs> But you know, I feel like my team is so different than most teams. Like, I don't know how to explain it. And shout out to my teammates because I went into my first meeting and Fabel, I had no idea I was going to see people that look like me, people that I grew up with, people that remind me of the community that I like came up in, like, I was blown away by just seeing the representation in the room and that shout out. So you saw that immediately? Immediately. So I didn't, I'm not having a regular tech experience. You're looking at me crazy because it's not regular. And that's one of the things I told my manager who's Latina. I was like, when I first had that call with her, I was like, she's Latina and she's in tech. And we had a real conversation. I didn't feel like I had to fake it. That is Christine Diaz. She's also a coworker. Um, but it felt <laughs> real. Like, real. <laughs> it's real. It's real. And I was, I'm still shook that this exists, that there's a team that is literally on here commenting, saying, you know, like we got your back, like promoting my podcast. It's it's crazy. It's a different experience. But I will tell you, I'll tell you the real tea. I did have oh. an experience with another team at the company. And this it's not the case for every other team. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, it's not the case in every single team um, at the company. And I think as much as I love my team and I'm on cloud nine with it, it doesn't mean that all of tech is beautiful and roses Yo. and rainbows. It's There's nah. a lot of other teams that may have very different experiences. So I know that I'm Facts. lucky. So. And, that shit, and that shit is like, like, just like entrepreneurship, like that shit is glorified now. Mm. Like, yeah. Yo, like literally, and maybe just my algorithm, but like everywhere on TikTok, it's like, how to get into tech, like five things on like how to do this. There's oh my God. Um, resume tips. And like, I get why it's glorified. Like it's better paying jobs. There's this dream or this facade where like sometimes it's recognized, sometimes it's not that you can be your authentic self, but like you get stock in a growing company, all this other shit. Right. So like mm-hmm. it's better than most companies, but like, I feel like it's so glorified. Like, and there's, there's clout when it comes to it too. Like, you know, back when I was, uh, <laughs> thoughting and trying out there you know what i mean <laughs> you know, mean. <laughs> there, there's a certain clout that you could be like yeah what's up you know i, I just i work for tiktok you know casual no, i can see you walking these new no york streets thing. saying oh yeah i work i work at facebook what's up yo that's a <laughs> flex yo <laughs> girl <laughs> you said girl <laughs> yo tell me like i used to i remember i went into the t-mobile store one time and like I wasn't even, I, I was literally there just to get a new phone, right? But then, you know, shorty looking high, and I'm like, she's like, oh, where do you work to try to get the company discount? And I was like, yeah. oh, you know, you know, TikTok. They was like, oh, what? <laughs> I'm saying that it, it comes with a lot of not dating her. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. She, no. Nah, shout out to Bay. I don't know if you on here, but shout out to Bay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's but- there's a lot of clout in it, but. It's interesting that, like, as soon as you get in there, like, you see people that look like you, because that was never my, that was never my experience. So, like, I'm fascinated Talk about by your that. experience. Let's go. I'm going to be drinking my champagne that's not a mimosa, because I don't have any uh, orange juice, so. <laughs> Dale. Yo, yo, shout out to, shout out to Candy. Uh, Facebook Flex. Yo, the Facebook Flex is real. Um, Yeah, like, that was never my experience. Like, 
I mean, if you look at the numbers straight up, it's in tech, it's probably like 5% Latino, Latina, Latinx, however you self-identify. And there's like another 5% black. And most of these like really big tech companies, for the most part, they're really individual contributors. They're not managers, they're not directors. It's definitely not like C-suite. Um, and on top of that, like I was in sales. So most of my clients, besides Candy, who <laughs> I was actually working with when I was on AT&T. Shout out to Candy. Like, most of the people don't look like me either, right? So not only do I have to like mm -hmm. sell myself into like people that I work with, but also clients, right? And the people, the 5% of people that did look like me, they was faking it just as much as I was. So like, I didn't have mm -hmm. that representation to like feel comfortable and confident and be myself. So yeah, mm -hmm. when I hear experiences like yours, I'm like, yo, maybe shit is changing a little bit. You know what I mean? Or maybe it's just the company, but I'll... <laughs> I was like, should I tell this story on here? But we being unfiltered, right? We being unfiltered. So wait, wait, talk about Candy. Did they do a TikTok dance? Literally, they were like, and I was like, I don't, I don't do those. I'm sorry. What is that? You never That's seen TikTok the TikTok Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. You... I don't, nah, I don't be on TikTok like like you be. I need to get on that TikTok game. <laughs> Awkward. Sorry, but share your experience. Uh, no, but I, I do want to talk about how you know I had an experience in another team recently. Um and I won't say names or what the team was, but it was, you know, one of those experiences where I felt like the Latina in the room, the lesser in the room, right? Because I don't have the right title. I don't have the right, I don't know, background or I don't know. I don't talk the way they do, but uh, I had come up with an idea um, and me and my manager were so excited about it. We were kind of running it through a couple people. People were into it. Um, and then we kind of got some pushback from people that were above us and white women uh, mm -hmm. came to us and they were like, um, actually, we're we're starting something like that. Can you just send us what you have and then we'll we'll run with it. Mm -hmm. And it felt like, um, you want me to send you all the work that I've been doing on this, um, all the work that two Latinas have been doing on this and you want to just take it like that. Um, it was one of those mm -hmm. moments where I was like, okay, yeah, like you said, my experience is so different than so many people at this company, right? I mean, LinkedIn is an amazing company and I will preach it like on the rooftops, but I think it's also a testament to my team and how much we protect one another because we know we're like mm. a team of the underdogs, if you will, you know? So mm. I feel like we protect each other and, and the ideas that we have, but there's still people that exist that don't want you to, to succeed and, and have like this envy, like, well, I'm doing that project, so I don't want you to do it, but send me what you have. And it's like, you want to take what I have? That reminds me of like. Interesting. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, people came into our country, this... took all the things we have. I'm like, I'm not about to do all that. So. Girl. So we never gave it to her, but I think it's just a testament to my team. It's so my team is so dope. Um, and there's still a lot of work to do, but I think it's just, you know, we have to be the game changers. So but it's almost is it exhausting? You were in tech a lot longer than I was. Is it exhausting to be the game changer or having to say, Well, I want to be the game changer, I want to make space for us? Like you're looking at me crazy. I'm like, is that exhausting? You know what's crazy is like we created these platforms like Quintueres and Hella Latina to share our stories and other people's stories, but there's a need for that. Like the fact that there's even a need yeah. for our platforms, the fact that we need to create these platforms is just like an extra burden that other people don't have to carry. You know what I mean? And like, mm -hmm. in some ways, I wish I didn't need to do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, I feel you. I feel you. 
it's hard. It's hard out here. Like I, <clears throat> Ooh, I just became a little old lady. Um, but I think that it's just so, it's so difficult because I don't know if you felt like this, but when I created my platform, I almost felt like, Oh shit, I'm not alone. You know, like it was that mm-hmm. feeling of there's more people out here that need to hear these stories that want to hear these stories, but also feel the same way I've been feeling my whole life. And that's why what you said totally resonated with me of like, create something that you wish you had when you were younger because Mm -hmm. man if I had stories about Latinos like yourself Latinos all over you know like doing their thing if I had stories about them overcoming those first gen struggles overcoming these like really difficult identity issues or just figuring out what how to navigate identity and Latinidad in these spaces including corporate man I just feel like I would have had somewhat of a roadmap and I feel like that's what I want my podcast to be. And it still helps me with my own roadmap to this day. Cause being first gen doesn't end when you like leave college, right? Or doesn't like nah. even when you're younger, it's, it's a forever thing. And I think these stories just help bring communities together and help them feel like you're not alone in this. We all struggle in, we all, we all figuring this out. Yeah. Like StreamYard, but- we all, we first gen that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but it, you know, a lot of, a lot of conversations about like the challenges and struggles, but like one thing I'm trying to do as well is like celebrate certain things. Oh, yeah. And like, I mm-hmm. saw something on your, that you posted the other day and it's about getting to tech. Cause like part of the reason it's glorified is like the money that comes from it. Right. Like you're, I know you're not a millionaire, but like, it was probably more money than you were making. And like, you even got enough yeah. money now to like start spoiling your mom. Right. Didn't you like send mm-hmm. your mom to vacation? That's I a big my deal. Parents, it is. It is. That's and that's a why. Big deal. That's why I'm writing this hype. And I always tell Pavel, I'm like, I want to get to your level so that I can, you know, like <laughs> take a little break. Um, but How did I, that feel though? Like what was your mom's reaction? Like, yo. I, it was, it was probably one of the happiest moments in my life, honestly, because you, you grow up and you see your parents struggle so much. And mm-hmm. I think I had a realization so young, like, I just want to. I just want to have my parents go to the store and not worry about how much milk costs, right? Yeah. And just like, like you swipe the card and not even worry about the yeah, price. Yeah, like yeah. that's how you know you made it when you just don't care about the price. You're like, all right, like let's go. Um, but I remember I like had like I saved a lot of money and I was like, what do I do with this? Do I want to do something for myself? And the first thing I thought of was like, man, I would have loved to send my parents to Hawaii for the new year. And like, oh, so you've been thinking about this for a while. Oh, I have because my brother had moved to Hawaii with his family. Um, mm. And so I just wanted to do something for my parents so that they can see the family over there. But also they've never vacationed once in their life. Like, what do you, whoa, because whoa, whoa. what do you mean? They never vacation. They never vacation. My mom worked her whole life. My dad paper situation, citizenship couldn't travel. Wow. Um, and so they've never vacationed. The only vacation we would ever do is like Christmas time. We would drive to freaking Arkansas because my family moved over there. Long story. But like they all moved yeah. over there and we would go just for like Christmas. But like it's not a vacation that was all paid for that they could just enjoy, kick back. Um, so I made a deal with my brother and I was like, listen, I want to pay for my for mom and dad to go to Hawaii and then I want you to spoil them with food and not have them pay for anything. And if you need help, I can like send you money. And he was like, oh, no, 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 I got it. So he paid wow. for like just them and the excursions and all that. I paid for their flights over there. And so it was just a proud moment. And 
but their their, their smiles like mm-hmm. it just it just brought me so much joy because it was real like they were like on the beach hanging out my mom was in the water and <laughs> i have never once seen my parents like you could just see it in their eyes like they were just happy and i think yes. it's such a it's such a difference from like growing up with them and seeing them constantly like doing things around the house or working or doing that or doing this yes. to just seeing them rest and i'm like ah oh, that's what i want to do is just see them rest so Yo, it was great that is so deep on so many levels but it's so real it's like Yo, like that ability to give back and even just like think about like how much our parents have given to us. And now that we are making, you know, I mean, probably more money than definitely more money than they've made or even they even dreamed about making. Right. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, simple shit like, yo, my mom has never told me to give her money. The only thing she's ever told me was to give my grandparents money. She was like, you know, even if it's a couple dollars for the lotto, whatever it is. Right. But, you know, I was really fortunate enough to finally get to the point where like. I was literally paying all my mom's bills, like mm. medical, car insurance, rent. I was like, mom, give me a list of like all your payments. Um, Like, what's the total? I was like, word? All right, cool. Done. Like, I'm going to just send you every check I get. Like, just that. What that TikTok money do, though. You're, you heard it. <laughs> yo, get that money, y'all. Get that money, yo. These tech companies is paying out there. But I, mean, I want to, okay, I want to talk about your mom, though. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you recently left tech and you had a conversation with your mom. And I remember when I left my previous job, having a conversation with my parents about that was weird and difficult. And like, you just had to have a lot of conviction in your decision, right? But I want to hear about you because talking about your mom. And by the way, plug to Abuelita. We all love her and we miss her content. So bring it back. (laughs) Yo, Abuelita, it's so funny because Abuela loves the, um, like she'll take a picture, she'll take a video. Like she doesn't mind um, doing all that stuff, but my mom is so like against it because she thinks I'm just gonna embarrass her. I was like, no, it's not embarrassing, mom. Like people want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but not yet. I got to the point where like I could pay all my mom's bills. So to to take a break away from tech and like quitting my job was literally like me quitting the opportunity to support my mom financially. Because now I got a savings account, but like I got to use that to like hold myself down. So. I had to tell her like, yo, mom, I can't pay your bills anymore. And like, in a, in a way I had to do that. Um, and like, my mom's a very like humorous person. Like, like, even if, if, even if there's like a tragic event, like she'll find a way to, I feel, I think that's her way to deal with pain is mm-hmm. humor. Yeah. So like, I've never, I've never seen her cry. I've never seen her like be emotional. She's always dealt things with humor. And I kind of did the same thing. Like I would, so, like, if I was going to quit in February, I was like, all right, you know what, three months or, like, a couple months in, in ahead of time, I see my mom every other weekend or, like, every week. Every time I see her for, like, the next two or three months, I'm going to throw in a joke. I'm going to be like, mom, you know, <laughs> one day them them checks won't stop coming, mom. You know? <laughs> and she's like, ha, ha, ha. And, like, slowly it would get, like, more and more serious. I'm like, no, mom, like, I'm actually thinking about leaving. And, like, I kind of built it up that way, but you know, eventually we just had a real conversation and like, you know, it's not like my mom's gonna, gonna be like kicked out of her apartment. Like she's able to pay her bills. Like it's just that the money that I was giving her was like a cushion so that the money that she gets from the government now that she's retired, she would use that to like 
go gambling, go shopping, you know, buy a new TV, whatever she needed. Like it was more, she had more disposable income. Whereas now the money she has is really to pay those like necessities and like a lot less disposable income. So it's, it's kind of heartbreaking to be honest, because like, like you said, right? Like you want to be able to provide for your family. And the idea is that I could do that again now with just my own business versus like depending on a corporation to financially support those same dreams. You know what I mean? So like the plan is to still do it, just not through TikTok, through my own business. But uh, And I think that's the, I mean, you just reminded me of just a a first gen thing that I think about all the time is like choosing yourself too, you know? Um, And that's not easy. I feel like I just got to that point. Yeah. I mean, it's, it happens. And I think there's, I remember this conversation I had with somebody we're being filtered, unfiltered right now, but I remember I had this conversation with her about like, Oh, I don't want to move into a new apartment just yet because, you know, I have to um, help my parents out and do X, Y, Z. And her response was, well, it's not your responsibility to take care of them. And I'm like, well, no, but I want to. And it's not like I'm gonna leave my parents just like, without anything you know what i mean and that was kind of the first instance where i was like not everyone has this experience you know and that makes choosing yourself that much harder so that's a kudos to you for being able to have that conversation with her and step back and say i want to choose me and my business right now but i still want that for you right like this is all for them as well but it's also for you too and i think it's remembering that you are also a priority which is not easy that are like Yo, remembering your priority that shit is yeah that I, that's a daily it's it's weird because like i'm so good at setting my boundaries and being open and honest around so many things like at work i'll be the guy to like yo no one wants to like step up or like say something that we disagree with that i'll do it you know what i mean like even in relationships like if i don't want to go to like an event or i don't want to watch a show like i'll be like yo i don't really want to do that but for whatever reason, like my mom and family is like the last, is like the final uh person you gotta fight in Street Fighter or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's the final step to be like, yo, I'm I'm over this shit. Like I, I don't right. know. It's just like there's always that feeling that you just like always want to provide for them. You know what I mean? Oh, it's it's always gonna be there because we just grew up a little differently. Like we we just saw so much of what they sacrificed and we don't want that sacrifice to be in vain right we want to show them like listen this is what your sacrifice did for me it got me here at my business it got me here in tech and like managing my other entrepreneurial like endeavors like you just want to show them and prove to them it was all worth it even though it was so hard what they did so constant struggle (laughs) shall we cheers (laughs) mike champagne break jesus (laughs) Jesus, cheers. Mm. And I'll tell you about my experience with my parents too. I remember my last job, shout out to my last job because I think it taught me so much, but um, it was a small business. And after two years, I just felt like Mm. I want to go, I want to keep growing. I want to go somewhere else. I want to do X, Y, Z. And so I ended up leaving that job and It took me, first of all, so long to leave that job because I was like, okay, but what about the money? And then I looked at my savings and I'm like, I'll be okay for like a year if I wanted to. Um, And I was just kind of like overthinking it. I thought about it for months. Like, should I leave? Should I not? 
I almost felt like malagradecida, which is like something that I've heard growing up all the time. Like mm -hmm. you got money, like why would you leave it? And you have benefits and this and this and that. Why would you leave? But I just had this like deep feeling and deep conviction. Like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I want to give this entrepreneurial life a try and do it full time and see what it brings me in a few months. And you're seeing it yeah. now. It's it's a lot harder. <laughs> because you because when you quit your job, you didn't have. It's not like I'm quitting this job to get another job. Mm -mm. No, I I left to be a full time entrepreneur, um, which was the hardest thing I had to do. And at the time, I was living with my parents, so yeah. I felt like a part of me was like stubborn, like Derka, like. I don't need to tell my parents, like, it's cool. And then I was like, oh, no, I need to tell them because, like you said, the checks aren't going to be coming. I won't be able mm -hmm. to help as much, um, but I'll help here and there, like, with groceries, of course, um, and anything else I can do. But I remember having a conversation with them. And it's so funny you're talking about humor because I think that's how a lot of us get through a lot of things. Like, my dad is the yeah. same way. Never seen him cry. Even in our darkest moments, he would try to make a yeah. joke about it. Um is that just a Latino thing? Like I don't know. I was just thinking that. I'm like, is it a Latino thing? Because I remember, Babel, this is so deep, but I remember us, this is the first night we were at the park because we experienced homelessness for a while. Um, yeah. First night in the park, my dad, like we were all just bummed, right? There was a lot of sadness around, a lot of darkness around. We were just kind of figuring out how to feel about the situation we were in. Yeah. And my dad goes, why y'all all sad? Like we're in the best star in the best hotel in America. We're under the million star hotel. And Aww. we just start like laughing about it. But that was my dad. Those entire yeah. six months that we were just dealing with what we were dealing with. He tried to make us laugh and smile and remember families here. And then I remember once we got our house, um, he just broke down and cried. And he didn't do it in front of anyone. He, I, I like heard him talking to my mom and he just broke down. And I was like, there was so much pain in every joke that he had, but that was the way he wow. had to do it and the way he wanted to be strong for all of us. Right. But anyways, <laughs> that was yeah. the story there, but just with humor, but I did the exact same thing with um, just telling them about the job. I was like, oh, you know, like I want to be a full-time entrepreneur. Hello, Latina girl. And they were like laughing about it they didn't get it. I was like, okay, they're not understanding what I'm trying to say. So I just need to tell them. And I was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying leaving. to be a hella Latina girl. I'm trying to be a hella Latina <laughs> girl full time. And they were what like, is, what does that know? sound like? You're, what does that sound like? You about to be a fashion over model. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to be hey, a baby fat girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but for real that I told them and they were like, estas loca. Get, get? Yeah. Like they were yeah. so confused. Like, get the pasa. Like, what's going on? Like, esto y el otro. And I really just had to sit down with them and be like, no, I really just want to give this a try and just say I tried it, right? Mm -hmm. And like, who knows? And they were like, I can, you know, dale gracias a Dios que tenés un trabajo y esto y el otro. And there was so many moments where I was questioning my own decision because of how they were reacting. But I just remembered like. Yeah you know what, like, this is a decision I made on my own. And just like, and this is inspired by my parents too, and their struggle, like, if they can make it, if they can make it through, like, I know I'm going to be okay. In any situation I'm in, I'm going to make it, I'm gonna be fine. And if I'm not like, you know, it'll be cool. I will figure it out then too. <laughs> yeah.
So it's just yo. having conviction in that, like for real. I think, and yo, I'm first of all, I definitely want to apologize to. I'm, I'm, I mean, eventually we'll get a producer for this, but like, I'm literally like, you know, trying to talk and also like click in the comments to make sure that y'all see all the comments. But like, you know, we mm-hmm. haven't had time to to um to to walk through all of them. But I I just want to say thank you for like sharing these stories for for jumping in on the conversation. Tatiana in particular, you know, getting vulnerable and, and just sharing that like you know, she was able to support her mom through retirement. Yo, because that's real too. Like we're often, like the retirement account is not a 401k. It's a 401 Pavel, you know, it's a 401. <laughs> <Pavel>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that is us, right? So, and and being able to, you know, provide her through, you know, support her through difficult times. Like thank you for sharing that experience. Um, And also want to confirm, you know, Candy's shouting out that like, you know, it's a black thing too. Just watch black Twitter. I'll be on black Twitter. I mean, <laughs> when I had a Twitter, but yeah, I'll be on there. Um, Noel also as well, acknowledging black Twitter. I think it's interesting too. Cause like, even if you look at the best comedians objectively, it's all, it's all black folks. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's um, so like being able to laugh through the pain is a real thing. And like, there's probably some correlation around that. You know what I mean? Some sort of trauma yeah. related to like how funny you are and releasing that through humor, I think is, is really interesting, but you know, it's, it's interesting too, because like now that you're in a um, now that you got a, a a tech job, like when you were taking off, like you were building up this platform, continuing to build it up, and now you got this job. I'm so curious, like what's the feedback been for you? Because I remember when I started posting stuff, when I started posting content, it was all fun and games and cool and celebrated, like oh, I love you all, sharing stories. But as soon as I started talking about my experience. In corporate, mm-hmm. people internally was like, "Yo, you sure you want to be public about that? Like, you, like, how does that reflect on oh. on the company that that you work at? You sharing all these personal experiences in tech. Like, can you make sure that like it's about other companies and not like this company? And like, you, <laughs> do you want to talk about this internally? Maybe there's a solution for that instead of like being public. Because my shit started to go viral, and they were worried about their public perception." When I'm trying to tell them, like, no, 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 like, this has nothing to do with y'all. Like, this is, yeah, these are challenges and things that, like, everybody's experiencing. You know what I mean? So, like, I was getting, like, people were telling me literally pretty much to, like, not do that. And also not to talk to press about certain things that I was experiencing. Like, I almost felt like, for the most part, people didn't try to censor me. But there were a few times where I felt like people were trying to censor me. Mm, they were for sure trying to censor you from what it sounds like. And it's it's so funny. It's a constant struggle, but it's it's funny timing because I had just had like a conversation with my manager yesterday because she was like, yeah, yeah. And she's in here. So shout out to Nat. Hey, um, hey shout out to Nat. But I remember and like just, you know, shout out to just great managers because we were having a little check in. And of course, it's like we catch up human first, like, how you doing? How's life? And then we talk about yeah. the things on, on the check-in, like how's work and this and that. And then she was like, can you add in a section um, about just like the things you're doing with your podcast? And I was like, wow. I was like, you want to hear about that? <laughs> I was like, really? And I told her, I like get nervous because not, and I'll be, I'll be real with you. My last manager was cool and was one of my, my mentors and homies, but she wasn't cool with it. Like, she would see me posting about it. And she's like, can you also post about the company? And I'm like, mm. oh, you're forcing me to talk about the company? Like, that's not fun to yo, me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, and that's, yo, I feel like if you if you go on LinkedIn, and this is no shade to LinkedIn, because I feel like the platform is changing 
um, where like people are actually talking about some real life shit. But like I used to hate going on LinkedIn. I actually enjoy going on LinkedIn now because they, they people are talking about some real shit. But like before, people are just like, got this new job, celebrate me. Uh-huh. And it's like these cookie cutter, like PR approved for external comms updates on where the company's going. Cause like people right. use it as like a, a sales tool, which I get, but like I love the fact that she did that. Cause like you probably felt empowered to keep going. I mean, the oh, yeah. you know, situation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, when she asked me, can you post more about the company? I was like, I mean, I can, but do you want me to be <laughs> Colin's comment? <laughs> We all out here trying to be hella Latina girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, me too. Me too. Uh, Fashion over where you at? Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, that was a real moment. And that was kind of one of the moments where I was like, oh, I think I need to leave this company because I want to be able to share in a really safe space and be unfiltered about what I want to talk about. And it's so funny because when the situation happened at, at my company now at LinkedIn, And my manager and I went through that situation where like someone was trying to take away our project. Essentially, the funniest part was that my manager was like, man, she did that to the wrong person because now you're going to be talking about it on like a podcast or a live. (laughs) (laughs) And here I am. (laughs) Yo, you want to know the crazy thing? When I had an exit interview, like because of the plot, you know, and this is this is the thing that I want people to realize, too. And like it, it talks about that that dope shit. Right. It's like. When you share your stories, people are going to see you. They're going to find you. And your platform is going to grow to the point where literally people are scared to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Because if they fuck with you, we're going to talk about it on unfiltered. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it on our platforms that we build that people can't control. Right? So, yo, mm-hmm. literally, literally during my exit interview, because the, vir- the virality of some of my posts, I was told to, yo, can, <laughs> like, I, yo, I've seen your posts this and that. Yo, like, can you take it easy on us, like on social? And you're like, I'm saying, like, our voices are powerful, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that should that should really impact people out there. So, yeah, and your posts are, I mean, your posts talking about like transparency and pay, like those posts to me were just like mind mind boggling. I was like, this is real. This is how much you can make, and like. That's one of the first gen things that I talk about a lot is like, you don't know what you don't know. And when it comes to pay, like, how do we know? Like, how do we know? Who can we trust? Who can we talk to? And I think you're doing that for a lot of people in the community, which is so dope. But I mean, to your point, people know. And that's the thing. You asked the question about like, how has it been, you know, with work and doing all the things that I'm doing now? I think it's because I have dope support from dope people. I... I just, you know, I'm still being me on the platform. I'm still posting per usual. I'm still being real about the things that I'm going through. And I think that I intentionally am who I am. And like, whoever wants to hire me knows this is a package deal. Like, you're going to get me, my voice, Mm -hmm. my content, my podcast. You're going to get all of this plus dope work. (laughs) You know what I mean? And like, I think it's, it's sometimes scary and and it's vulnerable and it's like, Oh, people are following me that I work with and like, they're going to see all this. But at the end of the day, I want to be real and I want to at least have like, I think me and you (laughs) to gas yourselves up. I think we, we need more people like me and you on this platform to be real and to be vulnerable because so many people are scared. I mean, you told me an experience that you had with Bural where, you were going to interview someone and they were like, can you not share my name? Because I'm scared. Yeah. Right. 
And that just shows there's so many people that are just scared to, to have their voice out there. So I'd rather put myself out there, put myself in a vulnerable situation so that other people feel like they can share their voice too. Yeah. I've, um, you know, it's interesting when looking at the guests on my podcast, <laughs> yo, girls don't give a fuck, you know, shout out to, yo, shout out to all the, <laughs> I can't believe I'll say this. Shout out to all the, the women. Uh, no, the, the people that want to be, hella, what'd you call them? Hello, Latina. Hello, Latina girls. Hello, Latina girls. Yeah. <laughs> yo, ha- I'm just going to blanket all the women that have been on my podcast as a hello, Latina girls, but yo, women don't give a fuck. Like mm-hmm. literally every woman that I've, you know, self-identifies women, all that kind of, you know, they, when I ask them to be on a podcast, there's no, like, there's like, no, tell them where I work. Tell them my name is this. Only guys are the ones that ask me to hide their oh. name. And, and like, this is not me shaming anyone because I, yeah. I understand that fear. I get it. Like it's mm-hmm. real. And like, it's been shown in previous experiences that if you speak up, um, you can get fired. Like it can literally impact your job and like sometimes even get like violent. Right. So like, yeah, this is not like, I understand. And I honor the fact if somebody wants to be, um, their hide their name or how where they work or, or, or hide all those things. I'm just pointing out like my experience in, in those conversations. Like I've even had like, you know, shout out to Chris, who I think is on this chat. Like one of my, one of my good friends, like, you know, I was trying to get him on the podcast and he was like, you know, yeah, you know, let me think about it. Let me do some research first. Uh, and I'm like, research, bro. Like, I just want to talk about your experience. Like, you don't got to be a historian on on Dominican culture or anything. You know what I mean? Mm. But like, there's, there's this like, I would say men, I'm not going to say scared. I would say they're more hesitant to participate yeah. and have conversations. And it's interesting. I don't know if this is the same for you, but like, even if I look at my audience numbers, 70 to 80 percent of my audience is all women um like something about like those vulnerable conversations like they're even more willing to listen to them you know what i mean or even like challenge certain things and i've always found that so fascinating when i just look at like the numbers yeah well first of all shout out to women because vulnerability (laughs) but also i think it's i'm trying to figure out what that is and maybe i don't have the right answer but i think it's I I have a lot of like empathy for men. Um, I grew up in a big family and most of them are men. Um, And I grew up around lots of boys. And I think society, our culture, Latinos, we need to do a better job about protecting our men. And there's just so much like, and and this is why I can't, Yes. Okay. Um, but we, men, but we do. And I, I know a lot of people won't agree with me. And this is like why I have a lot of trouble with like these hardcore feminists that feel like it's against men. And I'm like, why can't oh, we? Really why do, unfiltered in here. Yeah. I'm like, why do we have <laughs> to be against men? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why can't we like still preach all the things that we're doing and amplify who we are, but also bring in men as allies? You know what I mean? And so I feel like because I grew up around a lot of men, I feel like I understand so much of what they don't say, right? So much of what they feel and how hard it is for them to be vulnerable in a culture, a society where they can't do that, right? Because they're looked at a certain way, et cetera, et cetera. So I just feel like we need to do a better job protecting our men. And maybe that's what it is. Like they're scared of being vulnerable and real because we live in a specifically a culture that doesn't really welcome that so 
100. I think that's fascinating too that you like grew up with because I'm the opposite. Like you grew up with, with a bunch of dudes. Like I grew up with like all <laughs> women for the most part. Like I, I'm the only child. Well, like, you know, my dad's a Dominican man, let's just say. So Dominicans, I gotta, does he cheat or nah? <laughs> hashtag Dominicans hashtag. don't cheat. Um, <laughs> God, but, but he's whatever. I have a bunch of step step brothers and sisters let's just call it you mm -hmm. know what i mean like mm -hmm. <laughs> yo this may be traveling too yo yo shout out to my dad i don't know why i'm shouting out but shout out to my dad he said shout out to him <laughs> yo shout out shout out to Bobby. you know the original big Bobby. um this man got like i not even this man i got a sister in boston i got a brother in puerto rico and i got another sister in florida like this oh. man talk about thotting and trotting we're, you said that and then chat, and I cannot with you. <laughs> he was, oh my god! Someone anyway. said old school Dominican to clarify. So there you go. Old school, there we go. Because there's, there's a new breed, you know. There's a yeah. new breed. Um, you know, me, me and Noel in here. Hashtag Dominican <laughs> men don't cheat. You know what I mean? And Chris. Um, yo, I forgot what I was gonna say though. What, what were you? Um, shout out to your papi, the original big papi. The original big, <laughs> the original big papi. Um. <laughs> But now nah, it's interesting that Noel said he was like, "Yo, everything's fun and games, so you speak out and use your platform to be a champion for cause." Yeah. Yo, and that's so real because it's like I always had this like, "Yo, everyone praises Colin Kaepernick until there's a Colin Kaepernick within their organization." You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, that part. like, yo, and you know, you know the crazy part about that whole like the pushback that you get, like. Most of the time, in my experience, it'd be your own people that push back on you. Like, mm. white people support me and my outspokenness, but it's typically my own people from an older generation that tell me that I'm doing too much or that tell me, like, yo, mm. be careful for your job or, like, some sort of concern for my safety and all those kind of things. It's Ooh. always the older generation of people that look like me and not just mm -hmm. latinos but also you know the black community as well and i feel like that comes from the trauma that they experienced or like the fear that they had and trying to like instill that fear in me and i get why right but it's like these are different times where right. like compared to where they was at so that's another interesting thing that I that I've had to deal with as well. It's almost like I'm disappointing so them. Somebody said that somebody said this on my podcast and they like always stuck with me. It's like it's almost as if we're disappointing the people that we've looked up to for so long. Mm. Yeah. Like there was someone that I looked up to within an organization that I used to work at. And I was like, I want to be like this person, like a leader, an executive, mad awards. And like she's the same person that was like, you sure you don't want to handle this internally when I did my transparency post. And I was like, so disappointed that she was disappointed in me. You know what I mean? Oh, oh my God. This reminds me of a story I talked about on your podcast about an executive I used to work with. And it was my first job. Y'all, I was fresh in school. And I was like, Oh, my first big girl job. Like I'm doing this and this and that I was doing events and the executive, she was a, a woman, a woman of color, and she was literally like an inspiration to me. She's like, she was just outspoken and she was dope and she was just like professional, knew, knew her shit, right? Like in, in all the ways. 
And I remember thinking, like, I want to be just like her. Like, everyone respects her. Everyone loves her. Everyone vouches for her. And she's also smart as shit, right? (laughs) And she's leading this whole company. And I remember one time I came in. Mind you, I was doing events and I was at an event and it was hot as fuck outside. Um, So (laughs) I came in wearing my regular ass outfit, high-waisted jeans with a, a shirt. And you know, Latinas got a little some some, and we got <laughs> we got curves. And I remember she comes up to me and she's like, "Why are you wearing that?" And I'm like, "You don't like this outfit?" And then she, you know, I was joking with her. She's like, "No, no, no, no. You got to start wearing, like, stop wearing crop tops. Stop showing the body off. Like, you don't like, don't be that person." Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling so betrayed in that moment. I was like, "Not you. Like, come on." Yeah. <laughs> And I think it's just one of those moments where, like, yeah, I feel that. I feel that in my own family. I mean, we got to be real. Some people in our family are going to be haters, and it is what it is. Um, but I also yeah. feel like I, I understand when you're when you're talking about, like, these older folks that you look up to who are also telling you something that you're like, that doesn't feel right to me. And that's when I started wearing, I think I told you on your podcast, I started wearing, like, long cardigans and started wearing lots yeah. of, like, just things to cover just the the hips because I got white ass hips and <laughs> whatever it is what it is. And so I think what would look sexy on my body may look totally normal on someone else. Do you know what I mean? And so I feel like it was one of those moments where I was kind of disappointed and almost felt like, should I be hiding my body? Should I be like, do I show too mm. much? Um, and it's still something I struggle with, like, to be honest. And when I'm meeting the the team in person for the first time, I'm like, okay, what should I wear? Like, I don't want to be Yo, like, you know what I what, mean? <laughs> yeah. What did you wear the first time? Because I, I had think, the same experience. Oh, did you really? Oh, so, my God. Yo, it, it's funny because, like, I talk a lot of shit about, like, being your authentic self. Not talk a lot of shit, but, like, that's what my content is. But that doesn't mean I don't struggle with it, too. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I got I to gotta upload a picture. I actually sent a picture to my girl um, and I was like, yo, all this stuff. And here I am wearing a fucking like sweater that like I would never wear outside if it wasn't for work. It was like a sweater that I bought literally just for work. And like after that, it was like, oh, shit. And after that, I wore something that I would typically wear. But even the first time I met my TikTok coworkers, I had that same experience. I was like, what do I wear? And And I went back. I defaulted back to like assimilating let's call it you know yeah yeah i don't what did you do though i think i just wore like (laughs) i think i still wore my high-waisted jeans because it is what it is i love my high-waisted jeans um and i think i I just wore like a loose sweat never go away because i yeah (laughs) you're like i like them too (laughs) i like them i i hate the low rise i'm not a big fan of low rise i like the high-waisted oh no that was in the 90s that's gone but um i feel like I just wore, yeah, I just wore my high-waisted jeans and then just, like, a loose top. Like, I didn't want to wear a tight top because I'm, like, then people are going to start talking about my curves. But Mm -hmm. I feel like it's still a struggle. It's still a struggle. Every time I get ready for work and I, like, am meeting up with somebody, I always think about what I'm wearing. Like, what are they going to think of me? Because you just never know. And and this is the thing about being a woman, too, and being in these spaces, like, Someone once told me, like, you don't want to just be another pretty face. And I'm like, mm-hmm, I'm not another pretty face. I know what I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. Like, you know what I mean? And they meant well when they said that. But I just think, like, it's hard. And someone put it, Arlene, she's like, we need to stop sexualizing women. 
and especially women of color who, yes, we, we have curves. Yes. We like have a little voluptuous traseros, but like, you know what I mean? Wait, what's a trasero? (laughs) Trasero means, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, but it is what it is. Like, that's just our bodies. And I, I always thought about that when I was in these like freaking offices, I was like, what looks normal on me? I'm wearing a dress, right? Like it could be Mm -hmm. a skin tight dress. If I wear it compared to someone who doesn't maybe have curves or like, you know, looks a different type of way, mm-hmm. I would be the one that's sexualized. And I'm like, how do I have control over my body? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just wearing yeah. a dress. And so I feel like we need to do a better job of stop sex. And yes, someone says stop sexualizing women. That yeah, part. And Candy put <laughs> wide hips matter. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Candy. That's my hips don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> the hips don't lie. Nah, but that's real. And like it forces you to um it forces you to like buy a complete new wardrobe where it's expensive. You probably spend like like it would someone would just take like five minutes to get dressed. Like you probably all up in your head, like, oh no, if I wear that, you try it on, it's like, oh no, look at the side. Mm-mm. Right. And like right. it's it's a whole ordeal. It's a whole thing. Um but you want to go out for drinks. It'll take me a minute. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what I want to wear. I've been trying to wear this outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, it is as it is. as we're as we're wrapping up. I do want to highlight a few comments. I think a few trends that have happened in the first in the first episode. Yo, Dominican men are fighting for their lives in the chat. They're like, <laughs> we do not cheat. Those are old school Dominican men. Those are the original big boppies. Hey, the new school big boppies. Let them we know. We don't cheat. Dominican men are fighting for their lives. So, yo, just know that, like, I'm fighting for y'all, too. And there's also a, um, there's a trend with the hella Latina mommies out there. You hey, know what I mean? hella Latina mommies. Okay. <laughs> hella Latina girls yes. don't support low-waisted jeans. Yeah, you know what? I, yo, as soon as I saw Julia Fox with low-waisted jeans, I was like, I hope this is not a trend. I hope this is not a trend. I just hope. Wait, what? Julia Fox? You didn't see the low-waisted jeans she was doing? Oh, no, I haven't seen that. Girl, Damn, where, sure. where I been? <laughs> I could share my screen. You matter of fact, we, we 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 technological in here. Let me see this. We out here. Uh, actually, no, shout out. Let's give a big shout out to Pavel for handling all the the back end logistics. We're like, we need yeah. a producer on this. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, facts. Um, I'm actually not gonna share my screen because we only got a minute left, and I want to be conscious of time. Um, I'm just gonna highlight some comments. Uh, any any last thoughts, Odalis? No, I'm just, I'm excited for the next Unfiltered, but this is it. We're just going to be real about our experiences. And so thank y'all for joining. Thank y'all. Uh, yeah, let us know in the in the, in the the event if y'all want to hear about any specific topics. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll be here next time. Mi gente, that wraps up this week's episode of the Kintuetas podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a favor. Leave us a rating and a review. It just helps us in the algorithm to ensure that these stories get heard by as many people as possible. Scaling these stories and experiences is the only way that we're going to redefine professionalism. Thank you. and see you next week.